This is the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast, and my name is Eleanor Dooley. I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and advocate for your best self. I combine current nutritional research with the practicalities of living your life, giving you real nutrition talk in bite-sized pieces. Please remember that I am a licensed dietitian nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. I am not a medical doctor, and by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you might be having. Hi, and welcome to the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast. I'm Eleanor Dooley, and today I want to dive into toxins in our everyday life because this is such an important topic that so many of my clients don't really realize until we look at the data, we look at the testing, and we look at the ability for our liver to function optimally with all of the toxins that we come into contact with. Did you know that many household products from cleaning supplies to personal care items, to cosmetics, to hand sanitizers contain harmful chemicals that can disrupt your endocrine system and lead to hormone imbalance? That's what we're diving into today. I like to take the approach when improving detoxification for hormone balance of reducing the amount of toxins that we're exposed to while also improving the body's ability to detox. So this twofold method that I use is extremely effective because it attacks the problem from both the inside out and the outside in. Today, we're going to explore the reasons why these products are so prevalent in our everyday environment, how they became so popular, and what we can do to educate ourselves to make better choices when we're using them. Because in order to start reducing how much toxic chemicals we're exposed to, we need to know what we're buying. We need to know the trickery of the labeling and the marketing, and we need to understand the impact and the reality that these chemicals are impacting the way our brain functions, the way our brain communicates with our other organs, and what is going on on a cellular level. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to provide some tips with choosing safer products and reducing your exposure to these toxic chemicals, because when we get down to the nitty gritty, what we're talking about is the way that our body takes in these chemicals and uses them in the body for communication between organs can really lead to miscommunication and misfiring and toxic overload. And when we get to that point, which probably most of us are at, when we get to the point of not efficiently detoxing 
and being continually, consistently overloaded with toxins, we live in a perpetual state of inflammation. And this inflammation causes the symptoms that really stress us out, the symptoms we want to get rid of. And I'm talking about headaches. I'm talking about skin irritation. I'm talking about weight gain or the inability to lose weight, not sweating properly, gastrointestinal issues, digestion issues, things that really bother us about our body are usually a reflection of how much toxicity is in our body right now. And we can see this in lab work, in blood work, in Dutch testing. We can see how efficient your liver is at getting things out. And when we're exposed to not only toxins, but viruses, bacteria, yeast, mold, things like Lyme disease, these can get tucked away in our body and even though they might lie dormant if we're in a state of um, not being inflamed by these viruses they can pop up anytime our immune system is compromised so it is important to understand how toxic load contributes to our immune health and also the when our immune health is compromised these viruses go into overdrive. They go into an inflammation phase where we are in a flare. So think of if you have autoimmunity, think of if you have a underlying digestive disorder that sometimes flares up, this is what we're talking about because by reducing the toxins and improving the liver functionality, what we do is set ourselves up for a much more balanced hormone health and a much cleaner load for our liver to have to detox. So that's what we're diving into today. This is my passion. I love working with women on identifying things in their day-to-day activities that they might not realize are affecting the way their body is detoxing. Now, detoxing is kind of a buzzword. It has become a mainstream fad diet trend. But when I refer to detoxification, what I'm talking about is the way that the liver breaks down toxins, the way it breaks down anything that has to get out of the body. When our hormones are no longer being used, they are considered toxins in the body. They need to be gotten out. They need to be taken out with the trash because they are no longer functional in our body and therefore are just recirculating if we cannot get them out. So when I'm talking about detoxification, it's not necessarily a fancy potion that you take that causes you to poop or it gives you diarrhea or any of those things. Although sometimes those are side effects of properly detoxification because our body detoxes through poop, pee, sweat, tears, and breathing. Our lungs are responsible for detox. We actually exhale toxic chemicals, right? CO2 is should not be present in the body. So when that's created, our lungs push it out. 
our body's very intelligent in understanding what is good for the body and what is bad for the body. But when it gets overloaded or miscommunication happens, this is where things get a little bit wonky. So that's kind of where I want to pick the scab of why everyday products are making us sicker. So why are there toxins in everyday household products, in our cosmetics, in this stuff? Why, why are we even dealing with this problem? Well, there's four major reasons why these products are in our world and in our lives and everywhere we look. The first one is effectiveness, okay? These chemicals such as bleach and ammonia are super effective at cleaning and disinfecting surfaces and are often used in household products because quite frankly, they work. Um, if you're trying to get mold out of your shower and you're squirting liquid bleach on it and it kills the mold, problem solved, right? They're extremely effective. So people want effective products. So that checks the box. The second is cost. Toxic chemicals used in household products are really cheaper to manufacture than safer alternatives. They can be mass produced and manufacturers may choose to use these chemicals to keep their costs down and to remain competitive in the market. To be honest, companies that make these products want to sell these products. They really are not concerned that they are toxic. They are effective and they are low cost. So those are the two boxes checked. Now, the third one is in America, there are a lack of regulations for control of the toxic substances in household products. We just don't have the legislation in place that promotes safe and non-toxic chemicals for our bodies. I think it's because over the years, the development and manufacturing of these products happened so quickly. Um, these toxic chemicals didn't really hit the market until, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to guess maybe the late 60s and 70s. And with the influx of all the different technologies in our world, the legislation really hasn't caught up with the toxicity in these products. So really, there's no rules. And when there's no rules, manufacturers are going to take advantage of cost and effectiveness, and they're not being held to any consequence of these actions. So as long as they comply with labeling requirements, which is really the only requirement. So if they disclose on the label language that maybe you don't understand, because quite frankly, I don't understand it. And I've been studying this for many years, as long as they comply, then they're left alone. So there's really no accountability. And the fourth reason is because consumer is demanding it. Some consumers prioritize this convenience and effectiveness over safety and may choose products that contain these toxic chemicals because they believe they work better because that's what they're told in the mainstream media. So if you're offered a product that is effective, it's low cost, it does the job and you know, it smells okay. <laughs> 
you're going to choose it. That's what the majority of Americans are choosing when they're up against a higher cost, potentially less effective. Although I think that's a marketing scam. I, I don't believe that they are less effective. I believe that's what we're told they are. And when it's up against a higher priced item, many people will err on the side of the lower cost item, thinking all else is equal. So when we're looking at why these toxic chemicals are present in our everyday things, those are the reasons. Effectiveness, cost, lack of regulations, and consumer demand. So now I want to get into why why are they so awful? Like, am I being nitpicky here or is this really problematic for our bodies? Now, I am here to tell you I am not overreacting. These are poison. Quite frankly, the body views toxins as poisons. Your brain is smart enough to know when something is present that it should not be there. So fragrance, the word fragrance, if you see it on everything that you buy, from laundry detergent to shampoo to facial cleanser, okay, it can have an impact on your hormones because it contains something called phthalates, okay? Phthalates are a class of chemicals that are used to improve the scent and the longevity of the fragrance. So what a phthalate is if you're using let's let's say laundry detergent i've even seen commercials that say have fresh smelling clothes for days and weeks okay what that actually is is these chemicals stick to your clothes when you wash them it sticks into the fiber and it's sticky so it can't be it doesn't fall off easily it can't be rubbed off easily and it, these are the chemicals that stick to the fibers that you can keep smelling. They're manufactured to keep their scent, but they are known, you can look at the research that phthalates are endocrine disruptors, which means they interfere with the body's ability to understand the hormone communication, okay? When these phthalates are absorbed into the body, they can mimic hormones like estrogen, which disrupts the brain's ability to understand what is needed and what is not needed, causing imbalance. So the brain isn't doing anything wrong. It's actually being tricked into doing and to continue making hormones or thinking that there's more hormones available than there are, therefore not making any more. So when we clear out the riffraff of the situation, the brain is being tricked by these endocrine disruptors. And this can lead to a whole host of health problems and reproductive issues. Because if the brain isn't putting out the proper clean signaling for the rest of the organs of the body, whether it's the liver, whether it's the gallbladder, whether it's your ovaries, if the clear communication isn't happening, then we are going to experience symptoms. We're gonna experience estrogen dominance symptoms or estrogen deficiency symptoms, testosterone symptoms or deficiencies. This is when we start experiencing the pain and the symptomology, whether it's headaches, 
lack of sleep, uh, difficulty going to the bathroom. These things happen in our body because the brain gets mixed up. In addition, fragrances can contain other chemicals such as synthetic musks, which have been linked to hormone disruption and other health concerns. So it's important to be cautious when you see the word fragrance. This is why all the products in my house, and this has taken years, this doesn't happen overnight, but everything I buy for me and my family is fragrance free from hand soaps to liquid dishwashing detergents to shampoos. And I got to tell you, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to get people on board with it. And it's also a challenge to find affordable solutions that are actually effective. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. That doesn't mean we should give up and let these chemical disruptors into our lives. When I see an air freshener that's plugged into the wall, my mind goes nuts because I'm watching people inhale these chemicals that are changing their DNA. It's changing the way that their brain is communicating because they like the smell of pumpkin spice or they like the smell of quote, clean linen, okay? I enjoy nice smells, don't get me wrong. But when artificial phthalates are being blown into the air and then being replaced and and blown into the air, it just creates a lot of anxiety in me. Um, We recently bought a house, my husband and I, which we're super excited about. And I walked in uh, for the initial look when we were just still looking. And I walked into every room, had a a Glade Air plug-in. And I just kind of froze because I knew that not only was this being pumped throughout the entire house and clinging to the carpets and the and clinging curtains and things like that, but you know, I wasn't even sure we were going to buy this house. I didn't even know, but I felt compelled to go and unplug every single one of them. <laughs> so, so, you know, don't necessarily tell the realtors, but we did end up buying the house. So it's all, it's all well and good, but I was making an effort to help the community and help every single person that's walking through that house to not breathe in this toxic chemical. So do your part. If you see this, if you do this yourself, start phasing out the things that have fragrance in them. Now, this can be challenging and overwhelming because you might notice that it's in pretty much everything. So start small, you know, just next time that you go to buy dishwashing soap, look at the back, make sure there's no fragrance. That word fragrance is not regulated by the Food, Food and Drug Administration. So there's no regulations on that word. And within that word are tons of toxic chemicals. So start by not rebuying things that have fragrance in them. If you're not sure, if you get overwhelmed, there's plenty of resources online for you to find fragrance-free products and also find brands that support this fragrance-free movement. Okay, so what can we do about it? So like I said, start phasing out some of these toxic products, 
But what we want to do is look for eco-friendly and non-toxic labels. Many companies now offer eco-friendly or non-toxic household cleaners, and these are often made with plant-based ingredients that are free from harmful chemicals. But I do want to say that just because the label says natural or eco-friendly, it doesn't actually mean they're safe, okay? Marketing is not my strong suit, but I do know how to read labels. So you cannot just blindly trust that a product is safe because it says earth-friendly or natural. You need to still look at the ingredient label and look for that word fragrance. With a little bit of effort, you can find safer alternatives to toxic household cleaners that are effective, affordable, and better for your health and hormones. You can also make your own cleaners. This is super easy to do. People think it's overwhelming or they think it's very crunchy or granola or whatever word you wanna use, but you can make simple cleaners from vinegar, baking soda, and lemon juice. There are tons of recipes online. You can Google this till you're blue in the face, okay? But you can make your own very easily. You can buy a squirt bottle from Walmart for 99 cents, and they are effective alternatives and they do not disrupt your hormone balance. Another thing, you have to read the labels carefully because we want to avoid products that contain harmful chemicals such as phthalates, triclosan, and synthetic fragrance. So those are the three that are definitely no-nos when we're buying products. And then as we become more educated and understand what goes into these products, we can become a little bit more specific, but we want to start there. Another tip I like to use is do some research on brands that you like. Brands that prioritize safety and sustainability. You wanna look for companies that are transparent about their ingredients and manufacturing process. I've gone to many websites and looked at the ingredient list and it's just somebody typing a paragraph about their interpretation of what's in the product. While this is an easy read and it kind of makes you feel warm and fuzzy, we need to see the actual ingredients because by law, the labeling laws say that they have to include the ingredients and that is where you're going to find your information. If you don't recognize the ingredients, you can do a quick Google search. You can use apps such as the EWG, the Environmental Working Group, and that will also give you information. It actually gives you a grade of the product so if the product's an a then it is very clean and it has no chemicals if it's a c or a d then it's questionable ingredients so if you need some backup while you're getting started and kind of getting on your feet to what to look for you can use these apps quite easily but if you have any takeaway from this podcast at all start using fragrance free products and that goes for everything that comes into your home. I hope this was informational for you because this is one of the topics that I spend the most time with my one-on-one -on -one clients about is understanding how common toxicity in our everyday products 
is keeping our hormones imbalanced. It's tricking our brain. It's mucking up our liver's ability to break down things and it's causing these symptoms. So when I help women with their hormones, I do a deep dive on their current toxic load. What are the products that they're using? And also from the inside out, how is their liver breaking down everyday toxins and getting them out of the body? Because we can take this even further when we talk about foods that are not organic, foods that have pesticides and fungicides and herbicides, because those are also toxic chemicals that are present in our body that our liver has to get out. So we do this step by step so that we're not overwhelmed, so that we can understand how these everyday things are making us sick. I hope you have a great day. See you next week. If you are interested in learning more about me, my practice, and my programs, you can follow me on Instagram at your.hormone.nutritionist. You can follow my Facebook group, Happy Hormones and Tamed Inflammation, or visit my website at nourishingnutrition.net. Check out my free resources by subscribing to my newsletter and following this podcast. See you next week for a brand new episode.